Hey y'all, I'm Kua. And this is Kendra. And this is the Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Podcast about inclusive cultures and everything DEI. Hey, Kua. Hey, Kendra. We're back. For another episode. Yes. Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Right. I should say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I know, right? Happy New Year. Right. It's already a new year. Listen, it's been a, I don't know, last year went by quick. It went by very quickly. We had a lot of great times. True. We had some tragedy True. here, especially in our city. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to 2023 and what it brings. Right. Yeah. Especially after... You know, just a tumultuous, a tumultuous end of the year. Right. Um, I am excited. The Buffalo Bills are doing yes, well. We're doing well. We're not going to jinx it, but we're doing right. well. We're doing well. We're just going to keep it like that. Yes. You know, we're we're in playoff season right now. Yeah, but we've been doing pretty well though for the past couple of years. Yeah. We just have to now get yeah. past that next round. Exactly. Right? And people are gunning for us, so you know, we just got to stay the course. Exactly. So hopefully, hopefully we're. Yeah. Saying some good news next week. Yes. On the podcast. Yes. Um, but anyways, let's dive right in. Let's do it. Um, we have some super exciting news. Mm-hmm. We had mentioned this a little bit earlier, I mean, maybe a couple episodes ago, that we had some cool news. Yep. We just had to let it brew a little bit and get to the point where we can actually talk about it now. Um, so, our hot topic. Yes. Hot off the press. We need a drum roll a little or something. drum roll, Jamil. Bam, 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 <laughs> in the back. Okay. In the background. So, we're super excited. We um, were asked... By Amplify BTPM yes. podcast, um, it's actually a new mobile application mm-hmm. that is going to be featuring some local podcasts. Mm-hmm. We are one of them. Yes, super excited yes. about that. We're one of them. So what's happening is um, Amplify BTPM pods, and BTPM stands for Buffalo Toronto yep. Public Media. Um, they are saying basically, look, there's a lot of podcasts out there with over seven hundred fifty thousand podcasts to choose from. How do you find a good one? I guess ours is on. There uh, well, now. Yeah, well, you find, you you, find how do you find a good one? You find us. You that's find that's, us. that's one that's of the tagline, right? Exactly. So they're um, putting out this new application, and what it's going to be doing is featuring podcasts from Western New York and Southern Ontario that focus on history, culture, arts, travel, lifestyle, DEI, and culture. Yes. Um, if you listen to us, and it's going to be available for iOS in the App Store and for Android in Google Play Store. So. It's curated by uh, the people who bring you the best storytelling in the region mm-hmm. for its public media stations. Amplify has sought out podcasts from experts, hobbyists, comedians, as well as local cultural institutions, media companies, universities, and more. Um, the app is simple, and it's easy to use for people who are looking for new podcasts mm-hmm. or longtime users who are looking for high-quality and local content. Yes. So the exciting piece about this is we're going to be now Amplified. To up to 2 million listeners. 2 million. 2 million, that's with a big M. And international. So we already have some right. international right, listeners. Right, right. Yep. We, we know that. We can see that based off of our algorithms in the background. But now 2 million listeners, yeah. including Southern Ontario. So that's really exciting. It's super exciting. Yeah. And if you're listening and you want to, you know, talk to our listeners through sponsorships, we will be <laughs> looking for those uh, Come very on, shortly. commercial break. This is a commercial break. We'll be looking for those very shortly. So hopefully, if you're listening and you want one, right, come right. on and, yes. and email us. So, yes. so I'm, I'm super excited. So yeah. download the app. Find yep. us. Yep. Share the news. Absolutely. Right? Um, so we're, I know we're just one of, of many, but you can find us on there and we'll be amplified on their pod. Yeah. Shout out to Cruise Control Media, yes. uh, who produces our podcast. And I know that... 
Jamil's got some stuff up his sleeve too. So looking forward to mm-hmm. what that looks like in the future. Um, but what does that mean to you? Being amplified. Being amplified. What it means to me is that, and I was thinking about this earlier today mm-hmm. because, you know, we come to the studio every week to record and we think about like, what do we really want to talk about? Yeah. But today I was really thinking, we're in 2023. Yeah. Right? And yeah. when we started this podcast, yeah. Jamil came to us. Right. In 2020. And it just was just something sitting on the porch, on the porch talking yeah. about what if we just had these conversations yeah. that we would have on a porch. Right. In a podcast studio. And now, um, several seasons later, several yeah. years later, we're, yeah. we're inching towards year three. Crazy. Year three. Crazy when you think about it. Right. So what does yeah. Amplify mean to me is really, you know, taking the time to curate some really great content mm-hmm. for our listeners and really making sure that we broaden um those topics yeah. to people, not just in Buffalo, because it started off with us just talking about sure, Buffalo, sure. right? But broadening those topics for people further than Buffalo so they can mm-hmm. hear mm-hmm. kind of like some of the things that we've been going through, some of the struggles that we have. Right. And maybe, you know, they can come up with solutions that they're struggling with. Yeah. You know, so just amplifying our voices so that we can help somebody else. So that's yeah. what I think about. And it's been almost three years. It's been almost three years, which is crazy. I know. I think about amplifying voices that have been historically mm-hmm. marginalized, mm-hmm. historically excluded. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in a, a cool position, mm-hmm. you know, to really bring to light a lot of different conversations mm-hmm. that we have naturally, I think, yeah. as practitioners in this DEI space, but then also as black women who are yeah. living life, you know, and yep. and just really navigating what that looks like professionally yeah. and personally. So yeah. hopefully that comes through um, in our conversations. Yeah. I know it does because people it definitely hit me does. Up. I know. Like this is my favorite episode. Exactly. Like, okay. Exactly. Yeah. So super excited to be here. Super excited for the partnership yes. with BTPM, Buffalo Toronto Public Media. Thank you, Amplify. Um, and so more to come on that. I think um, they're going to be doing some cool programming and things mm-hmm. like that. So we're looking forward to being a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So more to come. Yes. More to come. That was one of my favorite uh, hot topics, y'all. It was because it was about us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into our topic today. Yes. So our topic today is talking about five DEI trends to retire in Mm -hmm. 2023. Mm -hmm. And this is through Forbes. Um, And we talk about all the time how DEI is changing um, and what we should be focusing on throughout the years. But as we're going into 2023, we really want to talk about um, things to really leave behind and retire. Mm -hmm. So um, Forbes really talks about uh, as the 2022 rolls in, uh, many leaders are wondering um, if programming like DEI initiatives might need to be left mm-hmm. on the cutting cutting room floor in 2023, right? And why is that? So I think uh, there's a lot of things that, that Forbes talks about here, um, but it's due to economic uncertainty mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so many businesses are facing recession, recession right? And the attempt uh, to be recession-proof. Yeah. And, I mean, I know businesses are always thinking about that. So reducing DEI efforts has become the go-to solution, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when an organization views DEI as a nice-to-have versus it being a business imperative, right. which we talk about all the time. All the time. Um, however, the answer doesn't necessarily have to be taking resources away from DEI efforts, but instead to be more intentional about how to execute DEI in the new year. So we talk about this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in our previous episodes, we've talked about how DEI is a business need, yeah. right? Yeah. Obviously, it does need to change throughout time, but you cannot take that away. If you take that away, you're taking your people away, right? right? right. And so how do you develop a recession-proof business moving forward in 2023? So Forbes really talks about that. Yeah. And they really hone in on a few things. So the first thing is hosting mandatory one-off DEI trainings. 
Woo, that could be a, that's a topic. That's itself. a topic within itself. You know, right? so it's interesting because as practitioners, also consultants, these are conversations that we're having often, yes. right? Like folks will say, we need to do something. Let's educate everybody. It's mandatory. It's a one-time thing that's done once a year, and then you're not talking about it until the next year, Correct. the following year, right? Correct. So I think a lot of organizations um, and ones that I've worked with in particular are talking about operationalizing DEI Correct. into everything that you do. So yes. whether that be, you know, yes, there's the education so that we're all having a shared language right. for how to talk about it. But now, how is that integrated into policies, practices? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how is that related to the meetings that you have and yep. how you how you really lead your meetings? Yep. How is that related to my performance evaluation so that mm-hmm. I know I'm being um, evaluated based right. on how I connect to those larger right. principles and values of an organization? Right. And so if you're only doing one training and that's it, mm-hmm. it's really not being lived, you know, exactly. in, in terms of your day-to-day interactions with, with people. Yeah, and I think to that point, if, a, if an organization comes to me for consulting purposes mm-hmm. and says, hey, we need to do training, automatically I say no. Yeah. I'm not coming in and doing training initially. I'll do a needs assessment right. to say, right. okay, what do you need during right. this time? Right. Eventually, yes, training would be a part of the conversation. And I, now I'm starting to even change my language to say it's not even training, it's education. Yeah. So that will eventually be a part of it all. Right. But how do we get there? I need to do a needs assessment yeah. in order yeah. to move forward. And so the one-off trainings, you're not getting, it's almost like you're twisting people's arm to get there too. You know, it's you know? interesting too, because I think from the perspective of, you know, people that will contact you for consulting, right? So mm-hmm. needs assessment, I call it cultural audit, where you're coming in and really get an understanding yep. of what's happening. Generally something, you know, not all the time, but often enough, something has happened internally. Yes. And people want to address that issue. So, oh my gosh, we need training. Mm-hmm. We need education. We need mm-hmm. training. But what's happened, you know? Yeah. And how do we peel that back to really understand maybe there's there's some hostile work environment elements that are happening. Maybe mm-hmm. there's, you know, some, some forces coming together in terms mm-hmm. of personalities and things like that. But we really have to do a deeper dive to your right. point to understand what that is and address right. it. So right. I agree. I agree. And also, too, you know, there are many businesses that are putting on their strategic plan Mm -hmm. that we were focusing on DEI. Mm -hmm. But a lot of a lot of businesses and companies, when they're looking at that, it's it's training. That's what DEI equals training. And so really looking at what does that mean where you're in your strategic plan where you're saying, we need to do focus more on DEI or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Right. And so to your point, pulling back those layers and mm-hmm. it's going to take, it takes time. It does. It is not, it's not overnight. A check the box. It's not a silver bullet. Right, right. Right. And so it takes time. And that's one thing that I always like to focus on as well. So the second one on here um, in terms of DEI practices to leave behind in 2022 mm-hmm. um, is expecting ERGs, which are employee resource groups, to tackle the issues. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about ERGs, these resource groups, they're usually affinity groups and people, um, they come to them to really yep. feel a sense of belonging and connection within your organization. But the larger issues, can you expect employees who are assigned to different roles mm-hmm. and have different duties to really impact larger changes that are right. happening in the, right. in the you're company. You're setting them up to fail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing that. And so really a lot, well, first thing is uh, many companies don't necessarily have ERGs right now to begin That's with. That's true. Right. And so setting those, those ERGs up is going to be imperative, making sure you have a charter. That's important too. Not just right. putting these groups together yep. and say, yep. go ahead and do it. Yep. Have these uh, different um, events and things like that. 
really making sure that you're sitting down and understanding what the purpose of ERGs mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then going from there. But yeah, it's, they're not, you cannot expect them to be yeah. a, a fixer for all the issues DEI. And I think um, one of the things is there's so many different things you have to look at from a systems mm-hmm. perspective that in these ERGs and these employee resource groups don't necessarily have the full scope of Correct. what's happening behind the scenes. Yes. So yes, you know, I'm an individual contributor. I might work at this level within this organization, but I don't know how, you know, compliance is run mm-hmm. or how we make decisions around, you know, who gets promoted, who gets hired, who gets fired, mm-hmm. like those type of things. So I think expecting ERGs to come in and make that much of an impact, right. you know, from that level can be challenging, but there exist for a lot of different reasons, mm-hmm. right? The sense of belonging, um, there's been a lot of conversations. I know we had last year around newcomers who are coming yep. new to the city and wanting to integrate themselves. Not everybody has a connection place. If I'm moving yeah. from a different city, I don't know where to go to get my hair done or, right. you know, right. where are we going out from five yeah. to nine, right? Yeah. Like and things like that. So I think resource groups play a really integral role in yep. providing that sense of belonging and comfort. But from a systemic level, I don't know how yeah. beneficial they can be individually as resource groups. Right. And I think also, too, um, what I'm starting to see is that outside of the uh, ERGs, you're also having diversity councils, which yes. adds yep. that yep. additional layer yep. Yep. Um, to it. So they're really the people who are affecting some of the policy Agreed. and the changes Agreed. and working with some of the higher ups in collaboration mm-hmm. with ERGs so that they can deliver proper programming yeah, or, yeah. or help with that inclusivity piece as well. Yeah. And so you can't just have ERGs that stand independently right. of each other because they won't work. And I think one of the biggest things that we've learned as practitioners too is how you tie those to larger business goals. That's the only way yes. that like councils can be supported and, and really mm-hmm. advancing that work. Mm-hmm. If you're alone in this and you don't have an, a bigger connection to the organization in terms yeah. of goals, if you're not properly resourced, it's going to yeah. be a lot tougher, yeah. you know, to make change yeah. and implement change. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. What's so, the next one? The next one that Forbes is saying is insisting that only people of color should mm. lead DEI efforts. Woo. That's another podcast. That is another podcast. <laughs> That is so, another podcast. I mean, we talk about this all the time. We got some people in the, in the room right now who's praising us. Listen, <laughs> because we, we get it. We understand, right? right? And so even though you may have certain lived experiences, sure. you cannot be that person that is that one singular person yeah. who was speaking up for all DEI initiatives and for people of color. Yeah. Because first of all, you have burnout, number one. We know that. But also, too... You're going to, you're not getting everybody's perspective, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? You mm-hmm. cannot lump all people of color into one person. And, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of conversations, too, around who are these roles really meant for? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who will say, no, it is meant for someone with lived experience to come mm-hmm. and bring that to the forefront. But it can't be relied on them solely mm-hmm. to implement those changes. Obviously, it has to be made organizational-wide. Right. Um, I think leadership has to be bought in, but the conversation that I've been pushing at least recently from a consulting standpoint mm-hmm. is those middle managers, yeah. right? They hold a lot of power. Your leadership can be saying, oh my gosh, DEI is so important. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that this is at the forefront. But when it comes to hiring, hiring managers make that final decision yes. for who they hire. Yeah. Are they going to take the extra time to look for a candidate that yeah. has Liz- lived experience, um, backgrounds that fully align with the communities you're trying to impact? Mm-hmm. Not always. And I think they have to be really incentivized to do that. Yeah. So a conversation I've been having recently is around culture carriers. Mm -hmm. So managers as culture carriers, because those are the ones that are Mm -hmm. really 
carrying the culture on the day to day. Yeah. And if that doesn't exist, then it doesn't align with. So let me you ask know, you this. Level. Yeah. So if there's so if you're going into an existing organization mm-hmm. and you don't have those culture carriers, mm-hmm. what do you do? Well, I think I think. Through things like the resource groups, through things like your DNI councils, you can start to find champions in those. But somebody has to be a champion, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I think what I would do from that perspective, and what the conversation I'm having is, is incentivizing based mm-hmm. on performance and evaluations. Mm-hmm. If my metrics determine, you know, my success, and I'm not being successful in the specific area, Absolutely. then my pay doesn't align with this. So I would tie it back to that. We talked about mm-hmm. operationalizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might not have immediate cultural carriers, but yeah. you will if your yep. pay is tied to it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's what yeah. I got to say about that. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the next one is lackluster support of mm-hmm. DEI leaders. What you, what you mean by that? Lackluster. Lackluster. That was a very strategic word put there, <laughs> right? Um, and so here, this is what Forbes says, what I wanted to really highlight. says, mm-hmm. DEI's officer role has been a revolving door, which we know. The right? DEI so, officer's role. The DEI officer's role. Yeah. Let's stop there, right? Yeah. Again, another podcast within itself. But um, 2020 hit, and mm-hmm. was so many people were put into either positions where they were, it was, they were meant to fail mm-hmm. because they didn't have the support, right? Or just because, again, they're the person of color in that organization doesn't mean that they're the person that should be leading that organization. So, yes, right now you'll have a revolving door, right? I think, and before we go into this lackluster, I think it ties back to what we just talked about from Mm -hmm. insisting that only people of color should lead lead DEI efforts. There's been some really interesting conversations I've had recently with white male leaders Mm -hmm. of corporations, you know, CEOs or, or organizations, nonprofits, who are being really honest. I think because I've developed some relationships with them, mm-hmm. they're being really honest about what's holding them up from supporting these efforts fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, putting that ownership on one person, but there's some fear behind some of this DEI trope that, mm-hmm. that has been having conversations. I've started to strip away some of this DEI because people have preconceived notions about what that might mean. Yes. And focus, focusing more on culture yes. and what that looks like for people coming with yes. a variety of lived experiences, mm-hmm. right? So we know we always go back to demographics that are mm-hmm. shifting. In this city, there's a lot of conversations because mm-hmm. the growth has come because of black people, because of people yep. from a Latinx background, because of new Americans who have moved here. Mm-hmm. This is your workforce yes. moving forward. Yes. And so if you're not incorporating it from that lens, you're going to be left behind. And right. already in certain roles and positions, we're struggling and we're fighting for talent, right? right? So I think those conversations from them, you know, we, we got we to gotta peel back this onion a lot more to say, what is the real issue? Mm-hmm. What is the fear behind it? And there's some fears. It is a lot of fear. You know, It's a lot of fear. And I know even similar conversations of what I'm having um, with some of the, these top executives mm-hmm. and CEOs as well, is now bringing in the whole conversation of ESG into it, yes. right? Yes, And so ESG is environmental, social, and governance yes. piece. And that is really what's going to sustain an organization. Yep. And the DEI piece is really the ethos of that organization, yep. Yep. right? And so having DEI live independently of each other from ESG mm. is not going to work. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. And so pairing those two together mm-hmm. really allows companies to be vulnerable to yep. say, 
okay, at the end of the day, like we talk about this all the time, money is what's going to mm -hmm. propel incentivize yeah. right people to stay um, and do well. And so if you don't have that ESG piece of it, your business is not going to sustain, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So that's what it really comes down to, yeah. right? Not yeah. just having that DEI piece, let's just do training. Right. Let's talk about the other piece of it and what's going to sustain your, your culture and, and your business. And how you operationalize that. Right. You got, you got to. Right. All right. Where we at? I know. Oh, Ooh. wait. Lackluster support of <laughs> DEI leaders. So that lackluster support, where, where, I guess, what do you think about that? Like, when you think about lackluster, it's like surface level... You yes. know, okay, yes, we believe in this. He he he. Here's here's a couple of dollars. Yeah. Here's some heritage holiday months. Celebrate from that perspective. But when you get down into the nitty gritty, I think that uh, support to change things isn't always right, there. Right, yeah. right. And I think back to what we've been saying. This whole conversation mm -hmm. is about culture, mm -hmm. right? And you can talk about DEI, put the fluff out there, but if you're not having those change agents, yeah, and if you're not really getting after the culture, yeah of an organization, yeah. then ultimately you're going to have lackluster leadership. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's interesting because every organization has this, right? And mm -hmm. this is this is something that I've seen in consulting too. You have the best intentions around what culture you're trying to set forward. But what happens is, and, and there's a quote that says, you know, culture isn't the best behaviors that we see on a day-to-day. -day. Culture mm -hmm. is really the worst behaviors that you allow mm. on a day-to-day -day mm. basis. Yeah. So if you're not challenging some of those people, I, I see an image in my head, one of the slides, um, and it says Attila the Hun. Mm. So not Attila the Hun, but Attila the manager, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so Attila the manager is shooting arrows at everybody, you know, everybody that they come into contact with, they're pissing somebody off or they're creating this hostile type of environment. But the, the quote also on there says, but they get things done. And so yeah. we allow that type of behavior because they produce. Mm -hmm. But what happens ultimately is you have a lot of turnover because mm -hmm. that person is creating this environment that is really poor yeah. and nobody wants to, to stay or be yeah. around that. So yeah. I think to that point, you know, culture is what we allow. Mm -hmm. And those are the day-to-day -day behaviors that we're really trying to challenge right. people and create more inclusive environments. Right, right. You know. And, and also, too, you know, a lot of companies are now looking to how do you measure that, right? Mm -hmm. Because you mm -hmm. can put KPIs in place, right? You can look at the quantitative piece, but that qualitative piece, yeah. I think, is, yep. is where companies struggle because they say, look at our dashboard. Yeah. Look at our KPIs. We're doing yeah. well. And not everybody right? even has the KPIs True. to measure that. True. But True. The, for the folks that do, right turnover rates are generally what they go to the voluntary yeah. versus you know involuntary but how are you getting some of that information some people don't even like getting feedback from staff yeah because that means they got to do something with it yeah so yep, yep. you got to do something child, with it. that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast yes. man i feel like we can break down each and every one of these for sure yeah for sure um and I think the last one I hear, mm -hmm. uh, lacking a cohesive cohesive DEI strategy. Yeah. Um, so although cultural events and, and special awareness days aren't bad, they aren't going to make yeah. a difference in DEI, which we know unless they are part of more cohesive strategy based off of DEI data mm -hmm. and the voice of those who will ultimately suffer if DEI is done haphazardly. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things is dedicated responsibility mm -hmm. behind your initiative. So. Mm -hmm. We know that one person can't solve for all these different things. Right. Everyone has to own it and everyone has to challenge mm -hmm. the current system in terms of what that state looks like. So we always talk about the, the current state mm -hmm. versus the desired state or where yeah. you're trying to go. The behaviors that you see on a day-to-day -day basis get you to your desired state. Right. And so who is being 
I don't know, incentivize who is being highlighted, what voices are being mm-hmm. listened to. I think we just talked about that. Yep. People don't even want to get feedback, let alone get that feedback and do something with it. But if you're not and you're doing this all on the face of it, it's yeah. just surface level. It's performative, yep. Yep. right? And people can smell that from a mile yeah. away. Yeah. And people say, like, why? again, we go back to why we have to do this, right? Mm-hmm. We're doing well. But if you're looking at this new, I keep saying this new generation coming yeah. oh. up, and even people who are currently in the workforce, yeah. too. I yeah. mean, when we're looking at intersectionality, it can be black women. It can be um, white men. We know that family dynamics are changing. Mm-hmm. If you do not have ability, ability is a big part of that. right? Yep. Yep. If you do not invest now, you will not have the workforce ten years from right. now. Right. Right. And so that is the reason why you may be doing well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But ten years down the road, that company that was once at top is not going to be there anymore. And I think that's an interesting piece because I think everyone like looks around and points like who owns this, whose responsibility is this yeah. to really move the needle. Um, when you think about vibrant cities Mm -hmm. you know when you think about what makes you want to live somewhere it's the live work and play all combined together and so in the organization that i exist in if there's not an environment where i feel a sense of belonging i'm gonna look for work elsewhere you know that's also on a city level right Mm -hmm. like what's happening that makes me feel like i'm a part with my lived experience and what i bring to the table and so everyone's looking around i think all of us have a piece and ownership in Mm this um but from an organizational standpoint you know, yeah. you got to dig in a little bit. You have to. And get the permission from the top to stir some stuff up. Yes. Because even, I mean, you've been in the same seat I've been in terms mm-hmm. of interviewing people for positions yep. at our current places of employment. And I always have follow-up conversations mm-hmm. with folks. They'll end up emailing me or calling me to say, hey, what are the, some of the DEI initiatives? I'm not saying, like, what events yeah, are you yeah, putting yeah. on? Yeah. But how do you feel yep. as a black woman yep. working here, yep. right? Yep. And so those questions are coming, right? right? And so... That's that's what people really want to know. Yeah. They know surface level what they can do sure, with the job. Sure. They read the job description. Sure. But culture is a piece that they're always looking to to know always more goes about. Back to the culture, yeah. It does. Always. It does. So those are five things to leave behind in twenty twenty two. Yes. And maybe on the next podcast we talk about things to incorporate yes. into twenty twenty three. And I think, you know, we probably there's a lot of conversations we can have. Mm-hmm. I think some of those conversations that we even have on an individual basis, mm-hmm. consulting basis, you know, organizational standpoint, we need to Bring some of those folks to the table. Yeah. Let's talk about those Let's, fears out loud. Ooh, that would be a good Let's one. Let's amplify. Let's amplify those fears. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I think I think that's that's yeah. about it, y'all. That's yeah. all we got. So happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> yeah. So 2023 is gonna be a great year. I'm excited for 2023. Yeah. Um, especially in DEI and where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have a DEI strategy, y'all, it's time get to get you one. one. Better get you one. Yes. And it's uh, not one singular person right. at the helm. Get you a team. Get, get you a team. team. And I think, you know, even in this, you can, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the recession and conversations mm-hmm. that people are having around. That's the first thing to go. You can integrate that into other roles mm-hmm. for sure and mm-hmm. have people own it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just break the role down. That would yeah. be my suggestion yeah. from that standpoint. Yeah. So gem of the day. Gem of the day. Oh, I wasn't ready or prepared for gem of the day. <laughs> um, this is not, this is not DEI related. I mm-hmm. guess it could be if you look at it in certain angles, but, um, so I'm starting to read again. I mean, yeah. I've been reading, obviously. Okay. but, um, just to sit down and have quiet time mm-hmm. by myself. So I am almost done with the book spare by Harry Prince, that. Harry. Oh, Oh, okay. it is so good. Okay. Like I one day just, Went right in, and before you know it, I was on chapter 25, which I'm like, I don't know how that happened. But anyways, it's a really good book, okay. um, Spare, and it really dives into 
um, why Prince Harry is the way he is mm-hmm. now. And I think mm-hmm. even if he didn't uh, marry Meghan Markle, yeah. he still would have broke away from the British you monarchy. So? You think so? Based off his story, okay. I'm almost done. And I will tell you this, even he doesn't really... I haven't even gotten to the point where he started talking about Megan yet. Most of the book is about him and his oh, life. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's really good. Okay. It's really good. Um, but just finding some quiet time yeah. and not really reading stuff that's related to like DEI. Okay. I like that. Um, it's like my plan for 2023, but yeah. this is a really good book. So I'm almost done with it. Okay. Well, I'm going to stay on that same book tip yes. because I've been doing audio books mm-hmm. lately. Um, I'm reading this book and it has been inspiring me in so many yeah. ways. It's by Rachel Rogers. We should all be millionaires. Mm-hmm. Now, Y'all, this book speaks to me because it's like, I think we we always envision this role of like, you know, people who are very successful and have a lot of money Mm -hmm. and almost like selling your soul to do that and to maintain that. And I think she kind of breaks this down in a way that says, as people who have been minoritized, marginalized, all these things, Mm -hmm. we truly need to be looking at how we're bringing in income to change the society in terms of how we want to see it. Yeah. Right. And so it's more so like make money for good, mm-hmm. um, make money for influence because this is the reality that we sit in, um, which can be antithetical in certain circumstances yeah. to some of the conversations around DEI. Right. So I think it does a great job of putting things two together, like yeah. putting these two things together has been challenging me to think differently about money um, mm-hmm. and influence. And it's been challenging me to say, look, why not go after, yeah, you know, you some of these all. larger goals. You can have it all um, from that standpoint. So I'm not done with it, but it's been, it's been really cool. Yeah, like just kind of breaks, yeah. break, break some of this down. Yeah. So I'm going to kick it with that. that I know. Book. I need, that book. I need to get it. I know we've been talking about, we've been talking about it. I need, I need to get you know, it. I, I know. know our friends been reading it. I've yes. been sharing that, that book with other folks just because it's been speaking yeah. to me, like, you know, challenge yourself and your norms um, mm-hmm. and see what, the potential is the yeah. possibility is for you. Yeah. So All right, well, I'm gonna tap in soon. Tap on it. Yes. Tap on it. But All another right. episode, y'all. Yes. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We yeah. will be back next week. And like I said, check out the Amplify mm-hmm. BTPM pods. Yes. Um, download it. Mm-hmm. Get it. It's everywhere. I know they released the um, press release recently. They did. And so we're gonna be featured in a lot of different ways, and we're excited to bring some new programming yeah. to you all. So all right. All right. Bye, Kua. Peace.